The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We've had in the last few days explosive, explosive news as far as what's going on in the government and things that's happening with the FBI. What should be our discernment? This is a special report. Got some breaking news now. Jeff Sessions in full panic mode. Trump knows who deleted the FBI messages. He is a felon. Jim Hoff for the Gateway Pundit reports that Trump attorney Jay Sekula joined Hannity to discuss the latest news that the FBI lost five months, yes, five months of text messages between the chief FBI investigator Peter Strzok and FBI attorney Lisa Page. The FBI released 50,000 text messages between the two Trump bashers, but well, apparently deleted thousands of text messages during a critical five-month period from December 2016 to May of 2017. Oddly enough, the date, the date in May, 
the, that time window closes is the same day the Mueller investigation began. The only two House Judiciary members who have seen the new texts between Strzok and Page, Congressman Trey Gowdy and Congressman John Ratcliffe, join me now. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Congressman Gowdy, with regard to these new texts and the idea that there could be a special counsel, a second special counsel requested to look into this, how are you pursuing that? Well, these texts are incredibly important, Martha, for a number of reasons, uh, both what's there and what's not there. So lay aside this glaring five-month gap in texts that the world's premier law enforcement agency somehow missed. Lay that aside. What we have seen, what Johnny and I saw today, was a text about not keeping text. We saw more manifest bias against President Trump all the way through the election into the transition. And I saw an interesting text that Director Comey was going to update the President of the United States about an investigation. I don't know if it was the Hillary Clinton investigation, because remember that had been reopened in the fall of 2016, or whether it was the Trump investigation. I just find it interesting that the head of the FBI was going to update the President of the United States, who at that point would have been President Obama. We know about this insurance policy that was referenced in trying to prevent uh, Donald Trump from becoming President. We learned today about information that after, in the immediate aftermath of his election, that there may have been a secret society of folks within the Department of Justice and the FBI to include Page and Strzok that would be working against him. Uh, Congressman Gowdy, do you want to expound on the secret society idea? You have this insurance policy in the spring of 2016, and then the day after the election, the day after what they really, really didn't want to have happen, there's a text exchange between these two FBI agents, these two supposed to be objective, fact-centric FBI agents saying, perhaps this is the first meeting of the secret society. Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson, the chairman of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, released those text messages today. To Tonight, along with Senator Chuck Grassley, Johnson has sent a letter to the Justice Department's internal watchdog asking some very pointed questions. Senator Johnson joins us now from Capitol Hill to tell us what they are. Senator, thanks for being here. Well, Brett, how are you doing? What are you looking for? Well, this is all about making sure that whatever information is out there is preserved and that eventually the American people understand exactly what happened inside the highest levels of the FBI. So when the DOJ sent you this letter saying that there was this glitch that prevented those five months of text from being released to you, uh, did you buy it? Do you buy it? Well, I'm suspicious. I, I want to get to the bottom of it. And you know, there's so many experts in IT that say that those messages are somewhere and they need to be retrieved. We need to see it because the timing is very suspicious. From mid-December of 2016 after the election till the day that Robert Mueller was actually appointed. And then those, uh, those texts that occurred two days later when Strzok and Page were kind of talking about the, their careers. And I think really considering whether or not they want to join Mueller's investigation and you know, the, the conclusion one of the reasons they reluctant to do so, and that's according to Peter Strzok, is because his gut sense was that there's no big there there. I think that's pretty jaw-dropping. What this is all about is further evidence of corruption, more than bias, but corruption at the highest levels of the FBI and that secret society. We have, we have an informant that's talking about a group that were holding secret meetings off-site. There is, there's so much smoke here, there's so much Boy, suspicion. Let's, let's stop there. A secret society, the, a secret meetings off-site of the Justice Department. Correct. Your, and you have an informant saying that? Yes. Is there anything more about that? No, we have to dig into it. How are we to look at this?
We wrote a lot about this in They Fired the First Shot, what was coming. Exactly what you see was already written about and explained that this is where we'd end up. Our Lady's messages also are followed by the events of what she talked about. If you read the message, she's not here speaking about past things. She's prophetic. And if you enter the message, you understand them, you'll see these things. So what's the take of all these things? What should we be thinking? Well, we need to realize that everything you're seeing is tied to the message that we've quoted a lot recently in the last year or so. Everything is falling apart. Everything is passing. Only the glory of God remains. And we see this. We see things that are happening when the Mueller investigation and what it's supposed to be doing completely reverses and starts exposing the opposite of what they wanted to find out and what they planned out and laid out. Today we're going to be talking about these things and really see it through the messages. We're off-site right now, the Radio Wave team. We are working on some projects that think tanking a little bit and away from the, the mission, which has given us the ability when this news broke to really look into it more thoroughly than we have the opportunity when we are there at Caritas. And a friend of Medjugorje really wanted to see what was the overall thinking in the conservative camps and in the liberal camps about this whole story and how it's evolving. It is amazing for us when we picked up, they fired the first shot. Friend of Medjugorje wrote this in 2012, six years ago, right before the election of Obama, the second election. And in a very short paragraph, he tells, he reveals everything about what is happening today. So I'm just going to read from They Buy the First Shot. This is chapter 15. He'd already detailed in the book the patterns of an anti-God bias in the Obama administration, detailing all that in the previous chapters. And then he says this. This chapter was written on March 15, 2012, when many still naively believed that the November 6, 2012 election was the big hope to remove the Obama administration from office. So this was eight months before the election. Then a friend of Medjugorje continues, with the undeniable actions displayed by this president as an enemy to the Catholic Church and to all Americans who cherish religious liberty, can you really believe he will be leaving the presidency even if someone else is elected when in a time evil has come to rule? To know your enemy is to know that everything and anything legal or illegal will be done to keep Obama in office. But even if somehow Obama is removed from office, do not think that evil will pack up and go home. If one prays and is in deep prayer, it is impossible to believe that evil will just simply vacate its throne, a throne which doles out edicts 
and a complete assault against religious liberty. It will not. To know your enemy, one must understand the enemy's intentions of the heart. Do you not understand the time we live in? We must look at scriptures. Matthew 16, 3, 4. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. This is really prophetic. You are saying that even if someone else is elected, those in the power seat, specifically Obama, is not going to leave, is not going to give up his power. And what you, I think, want to speak about is what nobody is saying. No one wants to bring this, all of the scandal, back to Obama and him specifically, his role in all of this. Well, right after Trump decided to go around the world, from Jerusalem to the Arab states to Great Britain and meeting all these presidents, Obama shadowed Trump. He was going to meeting these same people almost within hours of it. Lou Dobbs wrote an article saying Obama clearly organized a trip to Mira, quote, to shadow President Trump's meeting with foreign leaders. Obama met with former prime ministers of both Italy and Britain. He, Obama, talked with Germany's Angela Merkel in May before the president just hours before the meeting with Trump. Mr. Obama also had a dinner with Canadian's Justin Trudeau last month, and Obama met with South Korea's new president just past Monday, only three days after President Trump met with Korean leader in the White House. Three days. The former president, Obama, shattering the president is appalling. This is still Lou Dobbs saying this. He goes on and says, The former president, Obama, spent eight years undermining the core values of America, traditions, and our national interest, and now does his very best to undercut President Trump and the will of the American people. What amazes me about this whole thing and putting these things together is nobody is pointing to Obama. All these things is about Comey. All these things about the two FBI agents who text each other. All these events that's going on, nobody's going back to Obama. It's only Hillary Clinton. There's no way these things could have happened without Obama knowing about it. And it just came out yesterday that Obama was being reported on the update of the investigation. Why are they insulating this? I said a few weeks ago, Obama was an agent of Satan. Obama's whole emphasis was to change radically America, to destroy it. The evil that this man propagated and the destruction he brought to this country is what I was saying in warning. I was going around talking at this time. August 2nd, 2011. As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. This, immediately when this came out in 2011, I knew it was Obama. February 2nd, 2012, months later, a lady says, You continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you and you do not want to see where it is going without my son. You're renouncing him. So, Obama's approaching his next election. That was going for office. That's in February. And a lady goes and says this. My children, pride has come to rule. And me, I knew that was just the leader of what Obama was doing because he was undermining 
every value, every moral, change in the military, change in marriage, change in everything possible, like the Antichrist. I know somebody who was with him, who's a lobbyist, when he was an Illinois senator, and I asked him, what did you think about him? He said, when he came in the room, he said, I felt Antichrist. I said, really? He says, yeah, this guy's an Antichrist. You say, these are strong words. A lady said, November 2nd, 2016, this is just before the election, the united love of my apostles will live, will conquer, and will expose evil. What happens right now and what is happening in our midst is all this is being exposed. Trump has said repeatedly that the Mueller investigation is just because Hillary Clinton lost. I agree with everything he's doing, but I disagree with that. This is not about that. You've got to know your enemy. You've got to understand them. The Mueller investigation is a disinformation tactic, which we've spoken years ago about communist in the book called disinformation how they do things to point everything to trump to keep the attention on that keep all the news on trump because exactly what they're saying he concluded russia is exactly what they've done themselves it's a diversion there's a reporter who's very respected by the left and the right actually his name's edward klein and he was the new york times magazine editor in the 80s he's the only one left out there that really has both sides, left and the right, with sources that come to him and tell him everything. Klein wrote a book called All Out War, The Plot to Destroy Trump. And he's not on either side. He's real balanced. So he's very respected as a reporter. But he sees real clearly there's a whole plot to destroy Trump. So he was asked this question. When it comes to this plot, the destruction of Trump, who's leading it? You hear nothing but about Mueller, you hear about Comey, you hear about all these FBI agents at the top and then other agencies and stuff, but you don't hear anything about Obama. He's left out of it. Well, this guy says, well, it's supposed to be Barack Obama, but I say he's checked out, essentially, he has refused. Now, I don't accept that because I believe it is Obama because you got to know your enemy, you know how they think, why they do what they do. His whole traits for eight years was to weaken America. He was an evil agent. But Klein is then asked, it really was? Obama was really the guy that was looking to lead this? Silently or publicly? Ed Klein says this, behind the scenes, the leadership of the Democratic Party have called him and have been in touch with Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett is the person who brought Obama to the circle of power that led him to start running for the president. She's a radical. She's known as a Muslim. It's his top advisor, Michelle and Barack, both do whatever she says to do. And I would compare her to Rasputin with a czar. And she was right there, and they didn't do anything with that Valerie Jarrett. So Klein goes on and says, Valerie Jarrett urged him, quote, please set up a shadow government in the Kalamara section of Washington where you live. I don't buy that. I do believe that was in the works. And now we hear about a secret society. We hear all the news breaking about these things, what was going on. And, and Klein says, as you know, he's got this $8 million mansion there in that area that he lives in. And Valerie Jarrett lives with them. Why? Obviously because they don't want to be on the phone. They don't want to be texting. Why would she move in with him? So he comes up, and then he says, 
Obama refused to do this. I don't buy it for a second. It's disinformation. The quote is even hokey. Please, can you see Valerie going up and say, please set up a shadow government in the section of Washington where you live. This is hokey. She wouldn't be talking to him that way. She'd be sitting there already, if she approached that, and what we hear on the news right now, this is exactly what Obama wants. He's not disconnected to this, and nobody's going to him. Nobody's pointing the finger to that. But nobody was pointing the finger to him in 2011 and 12 when I wrote about this. And now what you just read, Joan, is very clear. Because when you say something like this, it doesn't come clear until it's done. We know it's done now. So what is this about as far as setting up a shadow government? He shadowed going over what he's shadowed President Trump, undermining him. The whole election and everything that happened with, with Hillary couldn't happen with the higher-ups without Obama being part of that. It's impossible. I mean, he's ahead of all these agencies and he doesn't know about it. So what do you do? You say, you put out a quote out there to set up a shadow government because that's exactly what they were going to do or do it. And that's what the secret society probably would translate into. And you say, well, he refuses. Why? Because the heat is on him. The whole investigation of Mueller has now exposed exactly the opposite of what they want. All these emails and this texting going on that Congress is trying to release right now because the American people will be shocked at what they read. Why? Because it's treason. What is treason? It's whoever owing allegiance to the United States levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere. It's guilty of treason and shall suffer death. We don't take these things seriously anymore. We don't realize how serious this situation is. For heaven to come down and say evil wants to rule, pride has come to rule, and wants to begin to destroy the world, we've got to take this in the context of how big this is. And it makes me nauseated. People say, well, you know, this is bigger than Watergate. Watergate was nothing. This is something to take over and destroy America. Change it. And all the evidence is there. And our lady said, that united in love of my apostles, this is just six days before Trump was elected. The united love of my apostles will live and will conquer and will expose evil. You need to look at this, not what the news is telling you about it, not the leads they're following because they're way behind the scenes. We're six years before this. We saw all this coming. And we have confirmation, our lady saying that. You do your own research how bad this guy is. How do you know these things? I was with Maria. I was being attacked. People were really being really bad with me. They were doing all kinds of bad things, undermining undercutting me. And I'm in Maria's bedroom. We were talking. I was sitting on the bed. She left. I pick up a message book. Words I haven't went on there, but some messages, a real simple pamphlet that had messages in it. And I found a message that was given a year and a half before that, maybe, November 7, 1985. And our lady said, I am calling you to love of neighbor and love toward the one whom evil comes to you. I don't have hard feelings against Obama. I pray for his salvation. But I'm not ignorant. I'm not going to be an ostrich with my head in the sand. We are to look at the signs, and we are to see what the Bible says that Joan quoted. Matthew 16, 3, 4. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Our Lady said in that message, you look around deaf and blind. People don't even know how to see what's happening in these days right now. Realize it. Think about it. How do you know it? How do you understand it? I'm calling you to love of neighbor and love towards the one from whom evil comes to you. 
We have been eviled by Obama. We have been in instruction. We have school. We have kids being assaulted mentally about what they are and who they are, what they can become, what they can change to. These are horrible, horrible things. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. This guy released it. He lit up the White House, and it goes on unnumbered in the things that we know about. But this message continues, and this is the genius of this message and the greatness of this message. Sitting on the bed, it struck me like thunder. In that way, if you love the one whom evil comes to you, and I was in the midst of that, in that way, you will be able to discern the intentions of hearts. I sat there in awe, like, wow. How do you read hearts? How do you understand your friends? How do you understand your enemies? You have to love. You always have to want the best for them. I've said it before. Why would you want Hitler to go to hell? I don't care if he killed 100 million people or Stalin or any of these people. If you want that happen and say Stalin or Hitler came to a point where they were going to die, and they repent, all heaven rejoices. You say he doesn't deserve it. Certainly he doesn't. But you don't neither, and neither do I. Jesus paid the price for me. It don't matter how big. There's no sin can't be forgiven, even Hitler's. Yeah, he got his due, and we know where he probably ended up. We know where Judas probably ended up. But we still can't even cast judgment on that. We don't know if their brains, their mentally, what happened to them. We don't do that. We don't cross that path. But I realized I had to love everybody that was doing something bad to me. And I knew their intentions. And I outboxed them repeatedly in every plot, everything they've ever come to me and did. And some of our Medjugorje leaders in different Medjugorje centers flopped. It backfired on them. And it's fun because you see that. And it's beautiful when they come to you years later and say, I'm sorry, the devil got a hold of me. And I've had that. So this is your message. November 17, 1985. I'm calling you to the love of neighbor and love toward the one whom evil comes to you. In that way, you will be able to discern the intentions of the hearts. I've had people come to me, patronizing me, snowing me, trying to do it, and I just let them go with it. But I know what they're doing because I want to love everybody, and this is the only way to victory. If you love, you'll see that. This whole situation happened now. Yes, I believe there's execution is worthy for the crime of treason. Why? Because secrets are doing things actually can cause millions of people to die for it or be imprisoned because of it. Treason is very serious and it should be very punished. Their time yesterday, we read something that said, well, these people just lose their jobs, maybe even go to prison. What are you talking about? This is high treason. This is plotting. This is planning something to overthrow the government. Obama's fingerprints all over it. They haven't even approached that point yet. But it'll lead to there. He didn't say this is staged. I mean, can you imagine Valerie as close as they are in the house? Say, Barack, please set up a shadow government in the Colomar section of Washington where you live. This is all staged to put out there to dupe Edward Klein that he's not going to lead it when he says he was really was to lead it. He was really the guy that were looking to lead this, the Democratic Party, because there's already evidence showing that. But he declined. Why? Because the heat's too close to him. They don't want it pointed back to him. You remember when he left office, he had a $240 million check. As he left the White House, he was going to cash it overseas or something. There's so much out there. So what's the purpose of this broadcast today? Medjinomics. You have to look at the signs of the times. You cannot be deaf. 
You can't be just thinking, I'm just here just to go to Mass, just to go to prayer, fasting. We are to look at this. We're to conquer evil. And you can't conquer evil if you don't know what evil is. You can't change it. God did something big. Because it's not to the president, it's to us. We prayed, we fasted, we sacrificed. We did novenas for the healing of the United States of America from 1993 to this year that amounted to millions and tens of millions of prayers. And, of course, the Protestants have their movement for praying for America. And other people have been praying for our country. But we've been leader. We, we built a cross on the mountain for the center place that we believe in our hearts that that cross is for the soul of America, for its healing. And we got a message directly from Our Lady. Form and make prayer groups. This is in the field. Where's your bishops? Why are they not jumping on this? Forget about Medjugorje is not approved. They just put out Hosey did, the archbishop, saying that you can organize pilgrimages to Medjugorje. The bishops can do this now. You can advertise in the Catholic newspapers now. It's there. And here it is. We got a message directly from the Virgin Mary after four consecrations by the lay people because we didn't get everything we needed from our bishops. And the ones that were good that did do it couldn't do it collegially with others because they wanted to join them. And he says, form and make prayer groups through which we'll pray for your healing and healing in this nation to draw closer to God and to me. This is huge. This is big. And nobody even thinks nothing about it. Go meet your bishop. Go sit down with him. Say, we demand you act on this. Because it's official now. A few months ago, Pope Francis said something negative against Medjugorje. And all the second of the month, Italians used to come. They stopped down to nothing. Right after Hosey said go to Medjugorje officially, that the mandate from the 1991 Bishops Conference does not hold any water anymore. That's negated. They were flooded, almost like the youth festival, in January 2nd. They came from buses. They came from all the places. They couldn't even hold everybody. So the door was open for that. Our Lady wants this to happen. She doesn't want it approved. We're not saying that. But how does this relate to what's going on? Everything is unfolding. And it's unfolding very quickly. And are you discerning it? Do you know how to discern intentions of hearts? You can't discern your enemy's heart if you're enemies, your spouse, or your neighbor, you're not going to understand people. This message to me was a very profound move for me because I was getting machine gun hit on every level from every angle. And I defeated it when I put this into my life. I just want to interrupt here with something. 2008, you had asked, you had spoken with Maria beforehand about coming to Caritas for these five days of prayer for J- July 1st through the fifth. Our Lady had, I believe it was July the 3rd, the apparition was in the bedroom that morning at 11.40 in the morning. During the apparition, Our Lady told Maria that she would again appear that night in the field. I believe it was 10 o'clock or 10.30, some, somewhere around that time. So it was second apparition that day, July the 3rd. During the apparition, a lot of people who were around Maria kind of saw that you were right next to Maria, and her face had a different look on it. She looked different in the apparition. And after the apparition, Maria said something to you, and I don't know the exact words, something to the effect of, I go to heaven, or something like that. And you never really actually spoke to really anyone about what Maria actually saw during the apparition. But immediately following the apparition, Maria said, we must pray very much for your country for the next 24 hours. So many people stayed out in the field that night. We prayed in Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be, and we just passed the mic around, and for hours, 
into the middle of the night, we just prayed this way. Did you go into any detail about what Maria saw and what spurned her to say that we needed to pray very much for our country for the next 24 hours? Well, what happened, I remember her face was something that was very, very distinctly different. My daughter was 11 or 12 at that time, and she said something, something happened in that apparition to Maria. It was that big of a change and a big something mystical, something really extraordinary. She ends it, we must pray for your nation continually till tomorrow's apparition. So we know something happened. We know he said it. Well, we went to the prayer. We, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. We're still praying. People were slowly said their prayers had left, and there were thousands of people out there. And actually, we stayed till there was only 10 or 15 people left. Maria, and that's very, very unusual and out of character for Maria. So we walked back, and I remember walking back at night in the trail. I said, what happened in that apparition? She said, I can't tell you. I said, Maria, you need to tell me. She said, I can't tell you. I said, and I was really pressing her, and she said, I can't, I can't say anything about it. I said, Maria, well, then tell me what it's about. She says, it, I could say it's something, something for me, something for me, and then she related it to heaven somehow. And so she indicated also it's still tied to our country. And I never found out. And I asked her the next day, and she still wouldn't say anything. So these are mysteries, but we can't. We've got a history of praying in the field and in the bedroom for our country and our nation. And so this is all exciting to me because it laid out. I was running and giving talks at the time of 2011, 2012, and saying this over and over and over. And pointed to Obama at that time. At that time, he had done everything he's, he's implemented now. His second reign for four years was that way. I guess the biggest point we want to end with this thing is, is they're talking about the secret society, whatever you want to call it. There's some kind of conversation that took place with that. And then they got this diversion to set up a shadow government. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to do something like that, which is exactly what he always wanted to do. He always wanted to take over. No president moves and stays in Washington. When I saw that, I said, he's there because he wants to reign. His mother, his stepmother, was real snide to him one time. She says, all you want to do is be president of the world. His whole ambition is to be president of the United Nations. But he's got to be low-key right now because the heat's on him. And if they go that avenue, you're going to see many things exposed. And our lady is going to do that. We don't know to what degree. Let this be lessons that there is so much in these messages that you are to look at the secular world because it's leading us instead of us leading and conquering the world with holiness. But this all should be an impetus and also a, an encouragement to hear these things put together that is very profound. And I tell you, you have to go back and read They Fried the First Shot. Go back and read this. You'll be shocked at what you see that you didn't see when you read it six years ago. It's all laid out. Everything happening now is more understandable by going back reading 2012. They probably the first shot. I want to be real clear. Our Lady is using the United States of America. She used the spot there in Alabama to release this. You need to be active. You need to be going to your bishop. Let him reject you about forming and making programs. And don't apologize. We're going to do this, but we don't want to tie it to Medjugorje or to Our Lady. No, it's because of her. Your power comes through that, not by just making a prayer group. So we'll end with this and these thoughts and many things to think about. Contemplate. Re listen to this. Learn these things. Get into the messages. It's exciting. 
we're right in the amphitheater, as I always say, of history, like nothing in 2,000 years. And we're going to see some big, big things happen. So we wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomics show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.